I'm sorry. After going on a three-game win streak, we're now on a three-game losing streak. Is it time to raise the red flag for the New Jersey Devils? No pun intended. I know our colors are red, but seriously, is it time to raise the red flag? Oh, boy. We have a lot to break down in this episode against the Sabres. It was a very disappointing loss, and the Devils also looked really tired. I'm going to break it all down in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11.48 p.m. Eastern Time, February the 23rd, 2021 at the time of this recording. And what more can I say about the Devils, man? It's just been a very disappointing week to say the least. I can't wait until we get back into March. And I'm just really hoping that the Devils could get their footing back under them because honestly, this is really frustrating. So after going on a three-game win streak in which we won against the Sabres, went on that 16-day hiatus, and then obviously we came back, won against the Rangers, and then the Bruins, we are now on a three-game losing streak. So easy come, easy go. Uh, And we've dropped two of those three games against the Sabres. And I think you guys can vouch for me when I say this. We're expected to win against the Sabres. Like, you know, they're not doing all that well. They've been very inconsistent. But it's the same situation as last season. Somehow, someway, we always make the Sabres look better than what they're supposed to be. And it's embarrassing. So... I don't know how we're able to compete with like the Capitals and the Bruins. So let's think of it like this from this standpoint before I break down the episode and also just break down what I saw in the game. Listen, we're able to compete with the Bruins night in and night out. So remember, the Bruins are at the top of the East and we'll look at the standings in a second. But in the first two games of the year, uh, obviously we lose in a shootout to them. Then we take them into the OT. And, you know, obviously we split that series and then we are able to beat the Bruins just a couple days ago. And we're also able to beat the Rangers a couple days ago. And keep in mind, we were coming back from a 16 day hiatus due to the COVID outbreak. And we were also able to compete with the Capitals, albeit we did choke. And one of my uh, German listeners, you know, he said that the five versus five was way better. Obviously, it was way better. But unfortunately, you cannot give up three power play goals. You guys are lucky that I did not do a full-fledged episode about that. Otherwise, I would be ripping out my hair and that episode would be like 40 minutes long or something like that. But anyway, back to what I was saying. How is it that we were able to compete with the Capitals? I know we blew a 2-0 lead, but still, we looked really good. And we didn't have our starting goaltender. We had Aaron Dell as our backup, you know, getting the nod for that game. And, you know, if you guys didn't check out the last episode, I basically questioned Lindy Ruff's decision making for the first time in a long time in which I said that Aaron Dell should have started against the Sabres and Mackenzie Blackwood should have started against the Capitals because, you know, we have one good team, one bad team, uh, supposedly, I don't know. I don't know. It's every, it's like flip-flop like a pancake if you're the New Jersey Devils. But anyway, back to what I was saying. It's just really frustrating that we're able to compete against the Bruins and the Capitals, two of the top teams in the East Division, and also to the uh, Flyers to some extent. We haven't played the Flyers uh, in a while, so I know a lot of people have forgotten that series. But still, I'm just saying. Based on those standards, based on what I just provided 
remind you guys, the Sabres should be a cakewalk for the New Jersey Devils. Like, albeit, I know we're not the best team out east. I know we're not, you know, expected to do anything special. But at the same time, there has to be limits, as in there has to be standards. And the Devils are right now crushing those standards. And albeit, Lindy Ruff cannot beat his old team, the Buffalo Sabres, for some reason. They have his number, and he's just the head coach. Well, you know, I, I just say just the head coach. You know, it's important, but you guys know he's not playing or anything. So it's really embarrassing that we're not able to beat the Buffalo Sabres, um, you know, night in and night out. And it's really concerning, and honestly, I, I don't know what else to think, but you guys are about to hear my opinion on the game overall in a second. But first, let's look at the standings out east. So the Boston Bruins are still at top of the east. They are 11-3-2 with 24 points. The Capitals are 9-5-4 with 22 points. The Penguins are 10-6-1 with 21 points. The Islanders are 9-6-3 with 21 points. The Flyers are 8-4-3 with 19 points. The Rangers are 6-7-3 with 15 points. The Devils are 6-6-2 with 14 points. And the Sabres are 6-8-2 with 14 points. So, you see what I'm saying? I know that the Devils, um, you know, were behind the eight ball a little bit. But we're starting to catch back up in our games played and albeit I just expect something better because if we're able to beat the Rangers, if we're able to beat the Bruins, if we're able to beat the Sabres before, you know, we had to go into a hiatus, I would expect for us to at least split the mini-series that we're having against the Sabres because keep in mind, we have to play them again Thursday, February the 25th. So, Uh, The Devils, you really got to get this together because I really do not want to drop three in a row to the worst team out east, okay? That's making us look bad. It's hurting us, and it's not going to help us in the long run. So, anyway, you know, there's not too many good takeaways from this game, but, you know, I'll, I'll try my best. So, let's look at period number one first and foremost. So, it looked like the Devils, and I tweeted about this, it looked like the Devils came out a little bit more aggressive Then the Buffalo Sabres, they were getting more shots on goal. They obviously had a lot more hits, so I'm not sure if you guys were watching the game, but for those of you who did not watch it, the Devils were just hitting the Sabres like it was nothing in period number one. And this is kind of the theme that the Devils had uh, the entire year, which is they just seem to come out aggressive, but as soon as the going gets tough, they throw in the towel like there's no fight back. Or they get it going too little too late. So it's like, can they find that happy medium? So that's the first and foremost thing I want to talk about. So in period number one, the Devils had 15 shots on goal, whereas the Buffalo Sabres had 12. So uh, to end the game, however, the Devils had 42 shots on goal and the Buffalo Sabres had 37. So you would expect the Devils to have more than just one goal. And the thing is, they were close to getting shut out. If it wasn't for Gusev's last shot... Uh, with the final 30 seconds winding down, the Devils would have been shut out 4 to nothing. But, you know, luckily we were able to get one goal out. So, you know, at least we're not going to get shut out. But that's, a, that's unacceptable. Not against the Sabres. Against the Bruins or the Flyers or uh, the Capitals, maybe. But not against the worst team out east. This has to be frustrating. And quite honestly, there's a lot more than meets the eye than what I'm talking about. But that's just what I wanted to start off with. Because it just looked like the Devils came out a little more aggressive in period number one. But as we all know, it was a complete dumpster fire for the New Jersey Devils from here on out after period number one. 
and uh, it's something that I just need to talk about because, surprise, surprise, they let up another power play goal. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about this game in a second, but first, I think it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from rockauto.com. I believe they have something to do with chain stores. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know I, I already said best of all, but this is the even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so, I hate to break this to you guys, but unfortunately, I think this is the part of the season where the New Jersey Devils start to show their true colors and why they were picked by many to, you know, miss the playoffs despite, you know, improving their roster and getting a change of scenery in terms of their coaching staff and front office. And I really hope that I'm wrong. You know, I've been wrong like three times last week and uh, yeah, overall, this is where teams like the New Jersey Devils, unfortunately, this is where we start to fall off a little bit because, you know, we've played almost like a quarter of our season already and dropping these kind of games to the Sabres certainly does not help our cause. I really hope that we could just get some sort of redemption. Now, keep in mind that we are inserting a couple of new guys into the rotation and I just hope that it's just some of the rust coming off from our 16-day hiatus. So, you know, like I said, the reason I expected the Rangers and the Bruins games to, you know, go not particularly well is because I thought the Devils would come out rusty. I thought they wouldn't come out aggressive. And I thought those teams would run over them. But then again, here's something else. Like, you know how you haven't played in a while. You get antsy. The adrenaline is pumping up. You just are determined to do something. Lord knows I've experienced a lot of that. So, I, maybe I'm overthinking this a little bit, but maybe they just came out that aggressive in those two games just to make a statement. But as soon as they started to get into a flow of things, that's when their rust started to show, especially from, you know, inserting Votnin and also Heizer back into the respective lineup. Also, Mackenzie Blackwood is trying to get his footing underneath him. And, you know, I know I talk a lot of good things about Mackenzie Blackwood, but I really need to uh, give credit to the Sabres netminder, Olmark, because Olmark did fantastic this game. And no, we're not really going to, you know, talk too much about what he did, because like I said, this is locked on Devils and not locked on Sabres. But Olmark, uh, I, I, I got to give credit when credit is due. He had 41 saves this game out of 42 opportunities for a save percentage of 976. So, if anyone wants to know what Mackenzie Blackwood has to go through night in and night out, 
the Omar just basically experienced it and hats off to him. I love you, Mackenzie Blackwood, but you got outplayed this game. And I don't say that too often. And I really hope I never have to say that ever again. But Omar deserves all the credit in the world for just absolutely shutting down the New Jersey Devils shots on goal. Because let's look at some of the players that had the highest shots on goal this game. So we look at Jack Hughes, who scored a goal in their last game. Four shots on goal and came out with uh, nothing but goose eggs. And then you look at Paul Mary. Paul Mary has been on a roll the last couple of games. Three shots on goal, came out with a goose egg. Janssen on a hot streak as well in terms of plus minus and also getting his numbers up. Three shots on goal, nothing. Heizer obviously is a little rusty, hasn't played in a while, but still he's played in a couple games already. So he's just trying to get his footing back underneath him like a lot of his teammates. Two shots on goal, came out with nothing. So uh, Bastion, same situation. So yeah, like I I just got to give credit when credit is due. And um, Votnin tried to get some shots on goal, didn't come out successful. P.K. Subban, everyone knows how strong his slap shot is, but I believe P.K. Subban needs to get deeper into the zone if he wants any more success of just trying to, you know, get more goals because he does have one goal this season and one goal that was waved off. But anyway, Allmark just held down his ground. He was like the Great Wall of China. Nothing was getting past him. And if something was to get past him, it was just bad luck. So Gusev, obviously, he was able to score a goal for the New Jersey Devils within the final 30 seconds. But also keep in mind that the New Jersey Devils at that point were down by a lot of goals. So they just pulled Mackenzie Blackwood and just said, let's get the extra skater, see if we could save face. And unfortunately, that's just bad luck for Allmark. So if it wasn't for that just costly, you know, minor error, then uh, he would have gotten the shutout and it would have been one heck of a effort from him. But still, e- either way, he just shut down the New Jersey Devils and just hats off to him. What went wrong for the New Jersey Devils? I feel as though uh, they really lost their confidence after the Sabres scored their first goal of the game in period number two. And what did that come off of? That came off of the power play. So uh, the New Jersey Devils, as we all know, are terrible in the penalty kill. I don't know what it is with them, but uh, from what I saw in this particular power play, the time was winding down. They still, uh, you know, thought that they had the Sabres in the bag in terms of that penalty kill. And unfortunately, the Sabres were able to just get a few openings uh, in the slot area because the Devils were so deep in the zone. They were so close to Mackenzie Blackwood. And the Sabres just passed it around uh, in the slot area. Olofsson was able to get the goal. And that's another thing. Olofsson said that his team was tired because similar to what the New Jersey Devils are in, the Sabres hadn't played in a while due to, you know, uh, having to also take a little bit of a minor hiatus due to COVID. So, you know, they're also playing a lot of games rapidly. And I think the fatigue is just starting to show for both respective teams. So for the New Jersey Devils, you know, I think you've had more rest than the Sabres. I can't confirm that. But uh, still, it's just like uh, the, the Sabres, they just played smarter than the New Jersey Devils. They just said, okay, we cannot beat them in terms of speed and strength. But here's what we can do. We could try to outsmart them. And in that power play opportunity, they outsmarted them. Like the Devils thought they had it in the bag. Final 10 seconds winding down. And then the Sabres just found a few openings for a brief second. They passed it around once, twice. And then 
Um, they were able to get it past uh, Blackwood for another power play goal and another penalty killer for gone wrong for New Jersey. So, you know, there, there's that. And I just I just wish there was just better effort from New Jersey. I just really wish there, there was. Uh, obviously, you know, we're not playing until uh, Thursday. You know, we're going to get another off day. And I, it's going to be against the Sabres again. So, you know, there's a chance for redemption. That's that's all I could say uh, for New Jersey. And overall, yeah, just uh, it was a very disappointing game. It just looked like the New Jersey Devils didn't even want it. They gave up after giving up that power play goal in period number two. And it was just really sad to see. And um, uh, you can tell that the Sabres just didn't have, you know, the full effort for that game. Neither team really uh, had it, if I'm being completely honest, because look at the shots on goal. There was barely any defense being played because I guess both teams were just really tired and really fatigued. And at that point, the Sabres just used their minds. It's one of the things I just talk about uh, constantly in the show. It's like, you know, the older you get, the smarter you have to be. That's why I love uh, Brodeur so much is because, you know, he wasn't the same netminder in his latter half of his career, but he was still very effective because he was really smart. And that's what the uh, Sabres did. They just outsmarted the New Jersey Devils. And albeit, who would have thunk the worst team out East was able to outsmart the New Jersey Devils because, like I said, I've said this so many times, the New Jersey Devils were on a three-game win streak. I thought they would extend it to four against the Sabres a couple days ago. Obviously, they didn't. Then they choked against the Washington Capitals, and they just gave up against the Sabres. So uh, I really hope that uh, Lindy Ruff is talking some sense to the team because, honestly, I'm just getting tired of seeing it. And honestly, I'm tired of losing money at betonline.ag, which is the best betting online website in the market. So... Anyway, let's move. No, you know what? It's time for the second live read uh, this morning. Let's talk more about betonline.ag, which I just said is the best betting online website in the entire market. Alrighty now, let's talk more about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, sadly, but college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs, so Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because Bet Online is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit talent talks about one or more teams nhl games of the week nba players of the week whatever comes to mind they got it so anything sports they got you covered all right so also visit our good friends at locked on bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say oh i didn't know what games were gonna happen or this that or third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody So, as you guys know, I love to give final grades for each game for the New Jersey Devils anytime I'm recapping a game. 
and this one is no exception, but this one might surprise you. So let's do a little bit of a recap before I give the final grade for the New Jersey Devils. So anyway, um, the New Jersey Devils and the Buffalo Sabres, both teams looked very fatigued. They looked very tired. I think that's why the shots on goal differential was so high. There was no defense being played. At that point, it was just a shootout with, uh, you know, guys standing there. So, you know, um, obviously it was just not really the best brand of hockey from both respective teams. But obviously if you're a Sabres fan, you're not going to complain because, you know, you got less shots on goal. You know, albeit it was just a few less shots, but still it converted to goals. So, you know, that that's they're not going to complain if, you know, you're living in Buffalo. So. Uh, for the New Jersey Devils, they had a lot of shots on goal. Unfortunately, Allmark just shut them down. Allmark was sort of like what Mackenzie Blackwood is for the New Jersey Devils. Porous defense, but luckily they had a really good goaltender to you know just help them out. And uh, so for any New Jersey Devils fans that needs a you know a broader perspective of what Mackenzie Blackwood does for our team, just look at what Allmark did. And now we're on the other side of that spectrum where we're looking at a very bad defense, but somehow our shots on goal isn't converting to any goals. And look at the netminder. So this is what we're not used to. So that's kind of funny as I was watching the game. And uh, specialty teams for the New Jersey Devils, absolutely atrocious. Once again, we gave up a power play goal. And at that point, I think the New Jersey Devils are also frustrated um, you know, with their penalty kill. And I think at that point they just gave up and just said, oh, there goes another power play goal that we let up. So we're giving up now. And also their power play is not picking up. They were shut out once again, 0 for 2 in their power play opportunities. But let's uh, compare the stats and before I give a final grade. So shots on goal, 42 to 37 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. Face-off percentage, 50 apiece. Uh, power play, obviously, the Buffalo Sabres were 1-for-2 in their power play opportunities, and the Devils were 0-for-2. Uh, hits, 20-18 to 18 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. They especially came hard-hitting in period number one, and I felt like they were the more aggressive team, but I guess, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and unfortunately, they sprinted too early in the marathon, and they just got fatigued the rest of the way. So that's my honest opinion. Blocks differential, 13-10 to 10 in favor of the Buffalo Sabres. So uh, anyway, any other final takes that I wish to share? So, you know, we went over all Mark's great game. Specialty teams were a disaster. And the Devils at that point just saved face within the final 30 seconds of the game, but it was too little too late. So um, overall, this might surprise you guys because you guys know that I'm usually really harsh on the New Jersey Devils in terms of their performance. I'm actually going to give them a C, not a C minus, not a C plus, just a C because I know this game, it wasn't good for the New Jersey Devils. I know specialty teams are frustrating a lot of people. I know that overall, it was just frustrating to see the Devils get so many shots on goal and so many hits throughout the course of the game, but it just didn't convert to anything. I know it was frustrating to watch period number two in which the Devils only had six shots on goal, and yet somehow they still got 42 shots on goal the entire game, but... Uh, overall, let's just look at the narrative. Both teams were just fatigued. I think the Devils were just frustrated from their last two games against, well, you know, the Sabres and then the Capitals. And I think it's just starting to catch up to the New Jersey Devils with the amount of games they have to play. And the fact that we're not a quarter away done with our season quite yet. We're close, but not quite there yet. And, uh, for New Jersey, this is a marathon, not a sprint. We've hit a tough, uh, road right now, but there's going to be a lot more of those in the future. Uh, hopefully we could get it together and go on another win streak. But 
Overall, you know, the Buffalo Sabres didn't play their best brand of hockey. I'm sure they'll admit that because, you know, like their defense was atrocious, similar to what the Devils were uh, tonight. So uh, it, they just happened to get more goals past Blackwood. So overall, I'm just going to give this a C because I, I, I expect better from the New Jersey Devils, yes. But at the same time, uh, the narrative just does it for me. So, you know, let me know if you agree with me. Hit me up on Twitter, Locked on Devils, And, uh, yeah. That's my overall analysis of the game. That's my final critique. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, uh, we should be winning those games against the Sabres. We should not be making them look that good. But you know what? Things happen. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm just going to say. Hopefully we can redeem ourselves in the next game on Thursday when we play the Sabres. Because you know what? We have a lot to prove to the Sabres now. Hopefully we could just, uh, you know, just... Uh, get at least one in this mini series that we're playing against them but anyway that's about all the time i have for you guys today thank you for listening continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey thanks for listening and i will catch you guys in the next episode go devils